All right, so let's talk about MotoGP, the premier class. You know, um, Enea Bastianini was in great form, and Rossi finished in 10th. I have nothing else to say. How about you, Bo? <laughs> yeah, let's wrap it. Yeah, good night, guys. Yeah, nice talking with good you. Good night. Absolutely. We enjoyed it. So, <laughs> so MotoGP, also Shiba Inu. I mean, Shiba Inu, what a day. I mean, what a day. But I, I, I want to... So this was a big deal. I mean, Mark Marquez winning back-to-back -back races is a big deal. Um, Paul Spargro finishing second is a big deal. And Aya Bastianini, another podium, is again a big deal. Um, so there's lots of big deals is what I'm trying to say. I, I, I want to say for Mark Marquez, you know, I don't think without the crash of Bagnaya that he had, he was starting to lose touch with Bagnaya. I don't think he could have beaten him. But for, to be in second place was really really strong performance from him at that point. And then, you know, he he did what he had to do, and he won. Bagnaya choked just flat out. Bagnaya choked. Now, I, I say Bagnaya choked, but yeah, hold no, on. I'm going to amend it. I don't, I don't it. think that's, yeah, we need to back so up. So Bagnaya and Miller both went for the hard front. And yes. Simon Crafar made the comment that he the temperature changed yep. drastically while he was up. on pit yep. lane. Absolutely. That's right. So he needed a jacket. So I do think that that played a part. I do think there was some temperature change that played a part in that crash because he was not offline. He was not hot. Nope. He was doing what he had done every time. I, but he, he still crashed. means you still choked. Now, I think Miller I think Miller was wide. I think Miller was just Miller, a Miller's was a Yeah, yeah. And, and I Miller's think Miller was, was absolutely a goof um, because, you know, Matt, Jack Miller was absolutely playing tail gunner um, for Oh, for yes. Um, but yeah. I think Pecos was environmental. I, I definitely think the wind picked up. It caught him out. He, I don't yeah, think you can because he say had not put a was, foot wrong. No, he was not out yeah. of control. Pecco was doing what Pecco does because, like you had said, he was gapping Marquez on that lap. It, when they came out of, I think the first sector, Marquez was two tenths behind him. By the time that they were coming through the fast rights on the back, Marquez was eight tenths behind him. So he had already yeah, I mean, put that he, much space between yeah. him and then came into those lefts in turn 15. And how many crashes did we actually see in turn 15 this weekend? There were a tons. Lot. There, there were so many lot, scrape yeah. marks on the side of the track where bikes just went straight on there. And yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, I, so I, that was a big deal. That the, yeah. the, I, I do agree with you that there probably was an environmental factor there. It's really unfortunate for Peko because you wouldn't be thinking about that while you're riding. You, know you feel good. You, for Davide Tardazzi, you know, poor guy. Oh. I, he was crushed. He almost had a heart attack. <laughs> he was crushed. Um, but we saw that crash, and that determined the championship. Um, you know, but let's talk about Mark. Mark did a great job. He's won two races in a row. Um, but we did see Mark start to get gapped there at the end. And, you know, Mark had a great start. Uh, and I, I am always amazed at how good a starter Mark Marquez is Be, from the start of the race to the end of the first lap. I don't know if there has ever been a better rider coming through traffic than Mark Marquez. I mean, it is, it is just amazing to watch him just cut through traffic without, without any problem. I mean, you think, Oh, he's starting in 11th. How the, how in the world did he get into third? You know what I mean? Like yeah, it happens yeah. all the time. So, as we've said many times, and Mark Marquez, obviously not my favorite writer, although carrying the Nikki flag again, I'm like, oh, God, don't make me like you. Um, but, you know, he 
he is such a transcendent talent. I I I really want him to be able to fight with Fabio and uh and and Morbidelli and the Zarcos and the Mears and whoever else is up at the front next year. Yeah. Because it'll make for an interesting championship. I don't think anyone runs away with it like Mark used to. Um I think I think he will be there to, you know, maybe temper the young guns and temper that that win streak, but I also think they'll take it to him as well. You know, Bagnaya is one of those. Bagnaya is unbothered by being followed by Marquez. I really, truly believe that. Um, and I'm, I can't wait to see what the future holds there. Um, but, I mean, Mar- Marquez wins. What do you got? Uh, no, uh, you know, uh, about Marquez, I think next year is definitely going to be, you know, a four, possibly even five-way fight for a championship. Uh, I think Marquez is probably going to be one of the names that's in that fight, um, along with Fabio, along with, with Peco, and probably, uh, honestly, I think that um, Joanne Mir, despite the, the run of form he's had recently, I think Joanne Mir is probably going to get some things figured out in the off season, and he'll be back, uh, you know, running up front again more consistently and, and be more of a threat up front. Um, but uh, no, I, I mean, we've talked about it. I mean, there's not a whole lot you can say about Marquez. The talent level is there. Um, right now it's all health. The issue is the health yeah. and, and yep. whether or not that's ever going to be a hundred percent, you know, it, every time mm-hmm. something happens on the bike, Mark's left hand goes to his right shoulder every single time, every time, you know, I know and, I'm and telling it, you, I don't, I don't, there and, um, you know, I great. have medical expertise in my household. She told me it'll never be fully healthy again. And, and what, I mean, you can't really argue. Uh, I mean, we have the calls no, I mean, that go off right. of, he, she's basing her, her predictions off of historical fact and, and research. So <laughs> it, it makes sense. Well, she, her, and her knowledge of the human body, let's right. not forget about <laughs> her knowledge of human anatomy and being, uh, a specialist, was, you know, with orthopedic surgery. I was being you know facetious. I mean? Yes. Um, so don't try to talk bad about my wife because <laughs> she will come to the track and slap you. Look, <laughs> you think you think I'm bad? I'm scared of her. That's how this works. Like I'm in my little corner making a podcast, talking tough. When I go home, <laughs> when I go downstairs, I go clean up stuff. I go vacuum. That's what I do. You do your chores. Like I, you chores yeah, I make her a sandwich. She tells me right. to make her a sandwich. I make her a sandwich. No, I say oh, that with all the respect to her. You know that. Um, no, oh, I'm telling her you said it though. You know I how know. I'm going to present the information. Oh, and you'll so, you'll contort it and, and twist it and, and in <laughs> right. whatever way right, right, that right. Will, that will get you out of jail. Yes. Right. Um, right. I'm. It's going to be your fault. I'm. If I have to lie, <laughs> that's what I have to do. Um, but no, let's talk about your favorite. Uh, Paul Spargaro and by the way do you have holiday plans with them this year at the Spargaro house I mean you know and they have actually looked really good putting it up on the podium <laughs> this weekend and no sir no, I, I, no I, sir so, okay so here I'm gonna eat crow and I'll be completely honest the post-race interview from Paul Spargaro this weekend at the Emilia Rimana round uh, at Mizano um was an acceptable post-race interview with Paul. I was not bothered by it. I wasn't upset. Like, he didn't say anything that was arrogant, I don't think, and nothing that was really out of the way. He didn't blame anyone saying, well, we could have won today if the bike was better. You know, it was it was a, hey, we're doing good, we're in the right track, and we're moving forward. So, to mm. me, it, so, it was a shift, and I think this has been a very humbling season for Paul Spargaro. 
Um, and, and I think that this the, this race was a good result for him. Um, you know, sure. not only just for the the paper, but but also for his confidence on the bike, um, and possibly for the direction that Honda's going. You know, because we we've talked about it all year about how Honda has no direction. Honda's just kind of throwing parts at the bike and and hoping things work. Well. Now we've put a Repsol Honda one and two, you know, so there's, there's blind pigs find acorns. That's a, so (laughs) (laughs) listen, why do you hate Honda so much? (laughs) I don't hate them. I just hate the direction that they've been in the last few years. Look, I, and it starts with the fact that Mark Marquez hit it all and they didn't do anything to fix it. It is his fault for being a transcendent talent, but you know, here's the thing. You know, I thought that Mark Polo Spargo should have gotten up there and said, I'm one of the three best riders in MotoGP. <laughs> oh, I was really waiting for that. But he didn't. And so all credit to him because the backlash his brother faced was and the humbling experiences that his brother has experienced since that moment have been, you know, there. So you have to remember that. But Pole ran yeah. a good race. Pole had a good weekend. Pole qualified well. Pole did everything right this past weekend, and he looked a lot better in in you know at Coda. If I'm being honest, I mean he looked better it, than he had in previous I mean, races. And he was seven seconds in front of Anea Bastianini too. I mean he was out there by himself, you know, five seconds yeah. behind uh, Mark Marquez, and then and then another seven seconds yeah. back to uh, to uh, Anea. So I mean he was definitely yeah. he had pace. He had really good pace, and um, right, you know that bike was uh, the top speed. It, it, he was second with he had the second highest top speed only behind uh, or excuse me I'm sorry of the race finishers you know behind uh, Marquez. Absolutely. Well, that you know the you you look at these things sometimes and you wonder what it's going to do going forward and that's where I am with these two. How are they going to do in the next round? Well, we're about to find out because that's a physical circuit. It's going to be tough for Marquez on that physical circuit. So, so let me ask your opinion about this. Speaking about Honda, you know, directly, um, you know, we saw a very unique Honda that was unveiled at the Mizano test um, a few weeks ago. You know, we saw essentially a two-year-old Ducati with Yamaha wings. Um, with the recent results of, you know, both these riders and, and, and the, the you know, the, the steps forward that it seems like they're taking – do you think that Honda still goes drastically different on that bike next year? Do you think that they're going to kind of pump the brakes and say, okay, do we just need to make small adjustments now, or do we need to really go back to the drawing board like we're about to? Well, that's a good question. I mean, it has to depend on which set of doors they're chasing through when they're doing their Scooby-Doo chase scene. Like, I have really <laughs> no idea what they're going to do. Like, I, I, I think this is a valid point that you're making, though. I mean, they just finished one, two, but I think we need more data. I think we need another two races where they finish one, two, and then you can say, well, Hey, we got something figured out. Characteristics. Yeah. Now, if we come back next weekend and, and let's be honest, Mark Marquez won this race because Bagnaya crashed. He was not going to catch Francisco Bagnaya. I agree with that. hundred percent. And, and honestly, I don't know that he could have, um, outrun Jack Miller either. Jack looked really good at the beginning of the race, but Jack made a mistake. Maybe he could have, but we don't know. So there was two crashes that were very big that allowed this one, two to happen, but that's racing. That's what happens. I'm not saying they only do, but let's see them get out front together. Now we're going back to Portugal, tough, tough track. And if we see pole go back down the order, like we did the last time we saw him up, you know, he slid right back down to where he had been. If we see that, then maybe they still need to got some work to do. If he's in the top three, four, five, 
And so is Mark. Well, then maybe we found a direction finally, right? right. And maybe that'll help. And, and I think that's what you have to do. But I'm sick of talking about those two. I want to talk about Anea Bastianini. That guy is a monster living up to his nickname, The Beast. Oh, my goodness, Anea Bastianini is fast at Mizano. What in the world? Yeah. No, he, he needs a bonus. He, he definitely deserves a bonus. And a, uh, a G, get him a GP22 next year for crying out loud. They said it was impossible, yeah. but put him on a factory. Put him on a factory spec bike for crying out loud. I am i don't know what he could do. I mean, he surely would have been at the top of my list and that if is I a had bike, an open seat in MotoGP. That's a bike that couldn't turn. You you know, that that's a bike yeah, that wasn't able I remember. to turn. And this guy's he's killing it. Uh, I mean, it, it it's so impressive to see not only him, but also, you know, Jorge Martin. Um, you know, I mean, Jorge Martin obviously crashed in this race, but, you know, what they've been able to do on these Ducatis is just it, – it's special, uh, and uh, I mean, you could talk, say that all the way down the board, even with with uh, Peco, though. Well, I think I think honestly, I think Bastianini Bastianini was just, uh, I mean, he's been really strong. He's in great form yeah. right now. Yep. But but these two podiums, it's been amazing, and so all credit to him for running an unbelievable race. Let's talk about Fabio Quartararo, who finished fourth. You know, Bastianini got him on that last lap. I think Fabio was a little surprised he got him. <laughs> yeah. Um, he didn't think he would make up that much time, but Bastianini did. But I think Fabio just wanted to bring it home, get that championship, big deal. Um, I, you know, congratulations to Fabio, the first French world champion in MotoGP, and truly, truly earned this championship, deserved it, and I'm excited for him to defend it next year already. Yeah, yeah. This is kind of what this is what we thought the season was going to do last year, right? I mean, we thought Fabio. We saw what oh, Fabio did. First, and, first three races, we thought, "Oh my gosh, yeah, this, this guy is, is, is going to be it, ugly." Yeah, yeah. And, and then the, the bike, the, the feeling just went away, and then it all went downhill from there. Um, but no, this is what we thought we were going to see last year: was Fabio get out front, you know, and run away with uh, with the championship, with the ax, uh, the uh, absence of Mark Marquez. You know, now we've got half of a Marquez back, or three quarters of a Marquez back. Fabio still wins the championship. Um, you know, obviously Marquez didn't come back at the beginning of the season; uh, he worked his way back in. Um, but uh, um, well, it, it it bears noting he started in fifteenth, and he he ran a solid, smart yes, race, yeah, it, yeah, working his way up through the pack. I mean, that, that's and that, he's not that's the, world that's, champion stuff there you know it, he that's not the first time that he's been able to to do that you know and manage a race and really kind of limit damage uh you know uh, as best he can during a race you know and obviously had Pecco finished the race we would have taken the the championship battle would have gone into the next round right so right you know but like you said unfortunately Pecco went with the wrong tire and i know rossi even tried to get him to go with the medium um, but ultimately the team kind of swayed him, I think, in a different direction. But Quattararo did exactly what Quattararo needed to do. He didn't do anything stupid. He, he brought home the, uh, the best result that he had that day. He worked his way through the pack, and he, he's a MotoGP champion now. Uh, you know, the first French, first French MotoGP champion. Um, yep. So, you know, congratulations to him. Completely deserved, like you had said. It, it, I think Yamaha really – gave him a good bike this year too uh know that he had made they really did made it's a comment good bike. that you know his um you know he had good feeling um in the front end uh whenever the races whenever the tracks dry 
I do think that it's something that Yamaha needs to have a really big red flag because he was nowhere on Friday and Saturday with the mixed conditions. Um, and, and But it's, it is possible, obviously, because Franco Morbidelli was in the top 10 um, as far as uh, uh, qualifi- qualifying goes, you know. So, yeah. so he was up there. Unfortunately, Frank, Frankie Morbidelli, you know, kind of found his way back at the 14th. Faded. Yeah. Yeah. And he faded. He, he, I, I can guarantee you that knee is not good yet. No, so. he's in a lot of pain and, and that sucks, you know, for, for Morbidelli, but, um, no, Quadraro well-deserved put so much work in this year, you know, congratulations. Um, I, I I'm not, not really sure what else to say, you know, it, um, it, these last two years have been, crazy we've had two you know the last three years we would talk about with marquez with his last championship you know um three different champions in the last three years so it it's moto gp is fun to watch i guess is what i'll say you know possibly say again is it's not it's not nearly as predictable as it was three years ago no i think you're right i i think with all the talent that's up there right now it is an absolute must watch every weekend and and i think you know for many of us that have uh, watch the sport for a while. It 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 was cool to witness, you know, um, Valentino Rossi finishing tenth. He got a top ten at his last Italian race. Um, lots of celebrations, and I watched every minute of it. You know, I I think uh, racing is going to be different. Like we've talked about, we had that whole section where I talked about racing. You know, in Valentino Rossi and kind of where I've been with it, but I, 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 it was so cool to see the fans and the way they still respond to Rossi. They loved him. And whoever took that helmet home as a souvenir, <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know what I mean? Like, what a cool souvenir, you know. And it was cool to see Rossi hugging his brother out there on track and, of course, congratulating the new world champion, Fabio, who had his own cool celebration. Um, so... It was just a great weekend in Mizano, you know, circuit, Mizano World Circuit, Marco Simicelli. It was a great weekend. I, I think a perfect place for Valentino Rossi to end, to run his last race on Italian soil. I think that was perfect. And, uh, you know, we have some real interesting storylines going into the last couple of weeks. And we need to see... For instance, what is Honda going to do next week or next race? What is what's going to happen with uh, you know the satellite Ducatis? Can they come back to form? Do the the factory Ducatis do they keep it on the track? You know, so lots of stuff happening. Um, but overall, what what a great weekend in motorcycle racing at Misano. Yeah, I agree. Um, like you said, I mean, champion. The championship's technically over now, right? I mean, it's it's done. Yep, We've yep. just got a couple more races, so I think we're going to see guys that are really letting it hang out to to uh, to see just what they can do. The last couple of races, no one has anything to lose anymore, um, you know. So Peco might come out and and show a more aggressive side. We don't know, uh, you know. Marquez, I think, certainly will kind of let it go, and and uh, you know, like you said, Honda. We've got to figure out what direction they're going to go in. Um, right. I, I would yeah. almost expect to see a little bit more conservative Fabio, but who knows? You know, he might come out and still want to be setting the world on fire, and uh, and really going after it. You know, these guys are competitors, so they, they're just going to continue. But no, like you, like you mentioned, I mean, 
I would have loved to have been in, at Misano this weekend to see the the last Italian race for Rossi. Um, you know, and like like you mentioned, I mean, to catch the helmet that the one-off helmet that Rossi wore Ugh. at his last race in Italy. Um, honestly, that is so close to you know the. I mean that that's the souvenir. You know what I mean? It I can't, is. I can't it think is, of yeah. I can't think of anything else right off the top of my head that that would be a a more um a more iconic piece of of memorabilia for MotoGP. I mean, you're talking about the right. the, the the rider who has transcended the sport entirely, the biggest personality that the sport has ever seen. The rider that has gone through, not, you know, a nine times world champion that has gone through all the iterations of MotoGP and and still been competitive, uh, you know, the, I mean, the biggest name and uh, one of the biggest names in motorsports uh, abroad, yep. you know, across the uh, the world, um, and, and you know, to have that thrown to to catch that, I mean, it's just. I don't, it's a, there's a lot of gravity to that, you know, to, to kind of understand what really happens once you realize and you take it all in. Um, I mean, that's that's to have that helmet's definitely something special. A hundred percent. I mean, you it, that helmet would be maybe even more special than the the fire suit and helmet that Schumacher won his last championship in. Um, the the I was lucky enough to get to go to the Ferrari Museum where they have all the world champion Ferrari cars. Mm -hmm. And I actually stood in a room with all of those Ferrari world champion F1 cars. Um, that was super, super cool. It, it was it was like that. So, But this memorabilia coming off his head, off the, off the track, and him throwing it into the crowd like that, so cool. I mean, just, oh my goodness, so cool. So... You know, I I um I, I really did enjoy this past weekend and and there was there was lots of there were lots of other small storylines, but I think the biggest thing we took away from was that Italy knows how to put on a race. They sure do. I mean they 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 allowed more fans in because it was Rossi's last mm -hmm. uh race on Italian soil, so that was nice. And the yellow was everywhere, man. It really was. But uh you know, Fabio's celebration was pretty cool. And, you know, that was, they put, of course, got the gold helmet out of the box with the smoke and the, and the stuff. So, you know, he was clearly emotional. It was cool to see a man achieve the dream that had eluded him up until that point. And, uh, I'm sure that he had quite a good time celebrating that after the race. Yeah, seeing his, seeing how emotional he was, and how uh, you know, just the 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 flood that that hit him, and watching that celebration, it it reminded me, you know, obviously of the Nicky Hayden, um, the lap around Valencia, uh, you know, and just how much that meant to him, that how how special that moment was to him. I was really, I really liked the Fabio uh, celebration, right up until the giant CGI um, animal. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Uh, right. I, I was a little. Uh, I was like, oh, well, maybe that's okay. You okay. Know, yeah. <laughs> this is okay. You know. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. I honestly don't know what in the world was happening there, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's just it. That's the that's the world we that's the world we are living in now. Um, 
but you know, I, I think, um, shoot, he did a, he did a great job. I honestly, he did a great job this year. He deserved that championship. And I hope, I hope he can continue to maintain this level of competitiveness even afterwards, because I think, I think it's hard. I think after you become world champion, you have this goal. There's a different kind of mindset, right? Like you have to continue to fight like you haven't ever won one. And that's what set apart the guys like Marquez and Rossi and Agostini. They were able to do it year after year. And, you know, I say Marquez like he's not going to be riding anymore. He will be there trying to win his ninth world title. So it's going to be, if anything, if, if this year told us anything, it's going to be harder for Fabio next year. Yeah. And, and and I think that that's, I, because you say that, you know, and what you say about, they've got to come back, you know, just as fierce, if not worse, you know, because they've got to defend it. I'm really surprised that Joanne Mir, uh, you know, hasn't been more in conversations about the championship than we've really had this year. Um, and it, it, I think his bike was terrible. So obviously they were definitely changing it quite a bit. They put the ride height device on it. Um, they were they did well it for one week. Yeah, it they, helped they one did, week. They did well. It was good out of the gate. But it you know it's obviously going to take some tweaking um, to get it right and to get them used to it and to be able to to use it effectively. Um, but I, I don't know. And I, I clearly think that his teammates just even though he finished sixth in this race. I mean, I think that's a one-off for for um, Joanne Mears' teammate. You don't even want to say his name? I can't, man. Because he's I, permanently I, on the bow bus? There's definitely a reserve seat for Alex Renz. <laughs> you know, I, speaking of the bow bus, you know, you got to put Miguel Oliveira on the bow bus. You know, um, I, honestly, you know I think what? that's where Miguel Oliveira went because he we was never seen after the end of uh, Mizano yep. too. And the, and the camera yeah. never even went to his crash. It, well, you know, yeah. he just went straight he to just the went bus stop. sat on the bow bus. You know, Amir taking out Petrucci and Petrucci's final Italian race. That was no fun either for Petrucci, I know, but he didn't have quite the fanfare that Rossi did. Um, no. But, wh- understandably so. I, I, but I, I know that for Danilo, there's a chance he could come to to Moto America, and I know that that would excite me. Um, so I would absolutely be on be excited and, and ecstatic if Dan if Danilo Petrucci came to a Moto America and rode yeah. for HSBC or, well, or Ducati. Um, as much as I disagree with the Bender move, I would agree with this move. So the opposite end of that spectrum. Um, but, you know, real quick, I wanted to mention that HRC and World Superbike announced their new lineup for 2022. Iker, Lekawona, and Chavi Vieje. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, take it, Bo. I have nothing. I got nothing. Well, I, I mean, I... I'm right there with you. I don't. It's a. It, I think what was my, what was my uh, comment to you and another HRC. Nothing to see here. Another HRC dumpster fire, yeah. possibly. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know. Yeah, I. I don't know. I. Hey, look, Eker, Chavi. This has nothing to do with you. It has nothing. To, I. Maybe a little bit, but the point is, is that I wish you both a lot of luck. <laughs> yeah, sir. Because no one can ride anything with a Honda wing on it right now. 
except for <clears throat> except for Mark Marquez. Well, and that's what I was going to say is the Honda Hail Mary is becoming a theme this year. Um, yeah, it, it really is, uh, and it's yeah, it, it's dumb. <laughs> but you know, hey, listen, those guys were available, and if you're available and you need a ride, and Honda comes Jump calling, you take that ride. Yep, that's right. You go out there and you ride that thing that doesn't do anything that it's supposed to do as fast as you can go. And, you know, just don't hurt yourself. So, you know, good luck to those guys. But I just thought that bear is mentioning, you know, we have two guys uh, leaving, you know, and going over to do that. Uh, well, you know, I think um, Chavi's already over. No, no, Chavi's in Moto2, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so so Chavi leaving Mo the MotoGP paddock to go into uh, um, World Superbike, yeah, yeah, and I, and it's a factory ride, so I get it. And for Eker, it's a good seat too. I mean, Eker's got some talent. We'll just have to see if he can, you know, get it worked out and go challenge Stop Rack and Johnny Ray. Maybe yeah, he we'll uh, see. he crashed in uh, in Mizano this weekend. Um, Shocking. Shockingly enough. But, uh, you know, ever since they announced that, you know, that he didn't have a job essentially next year, um, I, he's just kind of let it all hang out there and he's ridden with no inhibitions and he's done well. But, uh, you know, it's – I don't want to see Eker get into a win or Bennett type mode, um, which kind of seems wow. to be the, the where we're at right now whenever he's um, trying to ride. Yeah, I, I think I, – I hear you. I, I I really think this comes down to pressure. When the pressure was off, he started doing well. Mm -hmm. That doesn't bode well for a guy that's trying to ride at the world championship level, right? Like on a factory doesn't. bike, yeah. You're, you're jumping yeah. straight into a new championship on a factory bike, and, and if you're not yeah. handling – like you said, if you're not handling that pressure well now on a satellite bike, right. then, uh, you know – and we're talking HRC now. HRC, apparently, they're not the best at managing expectations. No. Well, we, we do need to mention, you know, we didn't mention real quick, you know, Joe Roberts did get hurt uh, in FP3 um, or FP2. At the end of FP2, he, he had a high side, broke his collarbone. He's had surgery. He's back. Uh, Cameron Bobier also crashed in the race again. So, you know, I, I, that's our American portion. Thanks. Um, <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> So, uh, you know, here's the thing. Cam had looked better during the weekend, especially after coming off that great result in um, in America. But, you know, it was back to normal by the time the race came around. And, and, and so we're just hoping that that gets better next year and wish him all the luck in the world. And we wish Joe Roberts uh, speedy recovery. I hope he gets better. Speedy recovery, full recovery. Hope to see you back on that bike real soon, man. Get better. Um, but, Bo, I, I think... For me, you got anything else, or do you want to lose at another Bender argument? Or, um, well, you know, the Bender argument, uh, we made the bet, and uh, you know, I'll absolutely respect the historical data that you bring to the table because there is no way to you know to argue facts, and I'm not about to, so I respect that. Um, but I will absolutely stick to my gun and say that you don't know the future. So, um. <laughs> the only future that I do know is that you will probably have one of the smallest T-shirts um, waiting for you. Listen, I just can't figure out the rider just yet. I mean, it it could be, uh, you know, maybe a John McPhee T-shirt or I don't know. I'll have to figure something out. 
Oh, John McPhee. Well, if it fits John McPhee, it definitely doesn't fit me. That's going to be tough. But, you know, we'll, we'll work it out. I'll see if out. I can we'll get one of his. I'll see if I can get a hold of him and actually have him send one of his over. <laughs> Just one of his. Sign it, and I'll, re- I'll wear it. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Well, I mean, look, I, I just think, you know, we're, it's not going to happen next year, so I'm not worried about it for April. But, uh, you know, the coming years, maybe we're both a little nervous. I, I will not put you in a child's large. I, I know better than that. I, I would, but I will put you in something that looks hideous. <laughs> it might be the right size, but it will be absolutely the worst thing you've ever worn. And... <laughs> And it's going to be tough get, because we, we... We may have to the, get Justin to make us one, you know? That that could be a, on the table, oh, too. Oh, yes, absolutely. Well, here's the deal. I mean, you could end up wearing that and the Biagi in the same weekend. And so could you. Yeah. Just, that's oh, something so that could you, I. That's something you have to keep in your mind is so could you. I'm not going to think about it at all because I'm not worried about Darren Bender at all. Like, I... I I feel so good about this bet. Like, I don't know what my crypto holdings are going to do. I know what this one's going to do. Okay. That's where we are. Right now. All right. <laughs> well, I think, you know, that, that does it for me. I mean, I've had enough time to poke the bear and and to uh, talk about this race. Bo, or how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I, I, I'm feeling real good. Um <laughs> I'm not not too nervous at all. I'm I'm just kind of kicked back, and this has been a lot of fun. I know it we uh, we got we get some grief that we agree with each other too much, um, and this is one thing that we are very polarized on. So I'm okay with that. Yeah, no, I I will find stuff to argue with Bo, uh, more. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I the thing is, we both do view the racing a lot very similarly. I mean, this is one point that I was surprised that you were different from me, um, but you know, that's fine. That's part of it. And having your own opinion is a good thing for an adult male. I like it. Do it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I, with that, I, you know, we want everybody out there keeping that rubber side down, the shiny side up and uh, be safe when you're driving to the track this weekend. I know there's a few track days left in the years. We come into the end of fall and get close to winter, but down here in the south, we're still riding. So for all of you guys that are headed to the track, please be safe in your travels. And, uh, you know, from uh, from Jason, a.k.a. Captain Novice, and, and my man Bo, you guys have a good night, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in, guys. See ya.